Welcome. So Chiel and Ashel, thank you for joining us on, K on Full Circle. Thank you. Thanks for having us, Joy. Thanks for having us. Thanks. So first, tell me about EFAM. Who started it? Why did you start it? And what are y'all doing? Well, EFAM um, really began in the beginning of the COVID-19 crisis. Um, you know, folks were in a moment um, of shock and, and, and panic. And for us, we felt like it was so important uh, to really feed the roots of people's health. Um, EFAM grew out of uh, the work that both Ashel and I had been doing uh, individually. And, and then we decided, you know, that it was really made sense to, to put it all together. Um, I had been uh, doing work in the encampments here around West Oakland, getting water access, um, like hand washing stations, potable water, things like that. Um, with a group called United Front Against Displacement um, and had, you know, also been putting to use some of my skills uh, as an herbalist um, and, and kind of reaching back on that ancestral medicine to try and heal the people. Um, and that's when I met Ashell and learned about his work through SOS Juice, um, which hopefully he can talk a little bit more about. And then you know, we decided to, to start transforming some of this food surplus uh, that was, you know, farms were having this uh, overflow of food that they didn't know what to do with. It was going fallow in the fields. Um, while at the same time, there were people in the city, some of, you know, folks that are, are the most vulnerable uh, in, any, in any condition were going hungry. And so we decided to found uh, EFAM to address these issues that, as we have always said, you know, existed before the pandemic, they exist now and they will exist after. Um, and so it's important that we, you know, really think about collective immunity uh, by supporting people's, the roots of their health. So we provide juices, soups, smoothies, and natural medicine uh, to the folks that need it. And a lot of those folks um, are the unhoused, the elderly, immune compromised people. Those are some of the roots of EFAM. Excellent. So I love that you, you were able to pivot to the needs of the community as a nonprofit. That's one of the things that I think we're great at. Um, one of the strengths of nonprofits, community organizations, is that when things come up in, in the community, locally, you're able to jump on it. Um, I'm, I'm curious about the work that Ashel was doing before EFAM. You mentioned an organization, what was it? Yeah, SOS Juice. So um, I'm one of the founders of United Roots Media Center, which is like 28th and Telegraph um, that we, we started with, with Will I Am, the I Am Foundation. And we did a lot of education out of there. There was a lot of youth development, um, entrepreneurship, music, et cetera. And then I noted that, you know, that was a, you know, a need for more nutritional education. So then out of that, I wanted to speak to the youth that we were working with that was in West Oakland, East Oakland. So I created, you know, a song like Food Fight with Dead Prez and created an album called Earth Amplified. And it sort of billowed into, well, actually let's provide the example direct of how we can create, you know, green economy and sustainable solutions through entrepreneurship. So 
SOS Juice, you know, we're at the farmer's market, at bike power smoothies, you know, solar power blending, things like that, and had young folks working with us at the same time, getting a nutritional education. So when COVID hit, you know, I went back to the juicing, you know, so it was like, well, let's actually just provide the solution. Cause there was a lot of conversation around what we should be afraid of. And, you know, a lot of different energies are going around. So I was like, well, let's actually just focus on what we know is tried and true earth-based medicine, you know, and just nurture that and stay in that pulse and that frequency. So I started doing deliveries. And then that's when I got the phone call about social doing the water and doing the food delivery. So we just thought it was a seamless um, communion to actually come together and just deliver that. Wow, that's so exciting to me. One of the things that I'm, I'm, I, I think that we need as a society is a way to teach, what you're all doing is helping people teach themselves how to take themselves. We are our best physicians. And our health starts with the food we put in our mouth, the air we breathe in, the water we drink, and how much sleep we have. So those four things together makes a, a hopefully a healthy life if we focus on it. Talk a little bit more about any work you're doing in garden. Uh, so Chile, you talked about the herbs. One of the things that I'm interested in and I do as a gardener is I encourage people to be outside and in touch with nature and putting their hands in the soil so they can serotonin, so they can get uh, clean air. This is the cleanest air we've had in probably decades with the COVID virus and, people, and less people driving. And also people needing to do other things besides being on their phone, sitting in the house, looking at the computer, watching the TV, doing sports, going shopping, blah, blah, blah. So many other uh, distractions have have been taken away or, or aren't available to us now. And now we're finding, ah, hopefully, that there's a value in stewarding the earth, being part of the earth, coaching food out of the earth and caring for it. So talk a little bit about that work and how you feel about those ideas I just put out. Certainly, Joy. Well, you know, it, it overwhelms my heart to hear you encouraging people to put their hands in the dirt. I certainly think that that's really one of the most fundamental things that we can do to connect to earth, to connect to, you know, something greater and than ourselves and, and really fundamental. Um, so yes, yes, yes. Um, and, you know, one of the ways in which we've been bringing that concept to light in our work is by um, creating a garden out at the Wood Street encampment. Um, it's one of the largest encampments on the West Coast uh, for unhoused, um, internally displaced folks. Um, so, you know, it's where folks who are at the end of the line who don't know where to go, it's where they go um, and create community. And that was a place where, you know, albeit there's a, there's a lot of dirt out there, not much of it was clean. And so, over these past few months, you know, we started to really dig deeper in our, in our relationships and, and people were always craving that connection to the plants, that deeper connection to the medicine. Um, and so we transformed a plot of, of land that had all of this garbage um, and all of this waste. And, you know, over a few days we worked with different folks like Wanda Stewart from Common Vision, um, 
like the uh, Permaculture Action Network people. And we were able to transform uh, that plot of land and put a garden in, you know, and albeit there's just a few garden beds there, but the residents have been coming and stewarding that garden, um, eating from the, the herbs and the, and the fresh salad greens that are there. And more than anything, having a place to, you know, have that earth connection because, you know, you can take as, as many pharmaceuticals as you want, but I think if you're not in connection with our dear mother earth, um, you're really missing out on something. And, and there's something that only that connection can give you and can nurture in your mind, body, and spirit. Um, so it's been, you know, really a, a beautiful and humbling experience to be able to offer some of that connection. And, and, and we offered that through what we call our What's Your Medicine series. Um, and that event was, you know, at the end of September, and we brought lots of different healing practitioners in um, to provide all kinds of different healing modalities. And we hope to, you know, keep offering that, build an earthen um, clinic so that people will actually be, uh, we built a cob oven. So they had their hands and feet smushing up the mud and, and are now, you know, able to cook a meal out there um, using that earthen cobbin. And we hope to do this, that same process to have an ongoing herbal clinic uh, for people to come and, and receive that healing, receive that plant medicine, both, you know, in a tincture form or a salve, uh, but also just by participating in that cultivation of the land. Wow. Thank you for that. I love it. You know, we are of the earth. You know that, right? There's no existence of humans without earth. The earth. Oh, we are one species. There ain't no white, black, red, or yellow people. We're all some shades of brown. And we're on one planet. We're one people, one species on one planet. That connection is so fundamental. And, and our ignorance and, uh, and, and uh, ignoring that fact has brought us to where we are right now. The way we treat animals on the planet, the way we, you know, eradicate bugs because, you know, they're inconvenient, the way we pollute the planet for profit, for oil, so we can run around the cars instead of walking, which was what our bodies were designed to do. Thank you so much for sharing that, Tokyo, because that was perfect about what we need, I think, right now. And, Michelle, I wanted to ask you if, if what are we, what can, if, if there was something you would like to get out to people and express in terms of what we can do uh, to get through where we are right now in terms of the anxiety and upheaval and the reaction to oppression and the history and the history of this country. All of us are being forced to recognize that history, to deal with that history and to, uh, mitigate the effects of that history and change the way it is. Tell me what you think you would offer people now in terms of what they could do to get through this. Yeah, I, you know, and I think we were talking a little bit about like the election coming up and, um, you know, a lot of people are feeling anxiety and feeling um, a lot of uh, tension. And 
it even folks that are some of my friends in New York were not getting excited about the winter coming up, uh, you know, in the context of how it's been uh, isolating in the context of COVID so far. So, um, you know, I think this, the same thing applies for for one situation as it applies for another. So as we're dealing with, you know, um, election and um, some of the, the potential so, sort of fears and anxieties around that, the basic thing that we can do is to recognize our breath. Um, it's not to be overlooked and it's, it's the most simple, sometimes the most simple things are the most advanced. So, you know, the technology of a breath, you know, that which is, you know, ever present and that has been um, flowing and, and recycling itself on this planet um, through many elections, you know, you know, this, there's the, this connection to the earth we mentioned as, I mean, is the earth is been in holding and witnessing many different things, you know, over millennia. So the timelessness of that can be our remedy and be our, and be our, our, um, you know, our, our cauldron for transformation. We just have to go back to that. So that's one thing. And just to like notice like meditation, noticing it, feeling that anxiety, noticing, not judging it, whoever gets in office, just being, being present with that, with our feelings around it, but letting it be there. And then, you know, self-nurturing at some point, yeah, getting out in the nature, these things are really important. You know, communion, communing, having conversations with people, being in a listening space, um, it's gonna get us through for sure. I mean, we can go more in detail, but I think, you know, it's a good place to start. Just like remember, remembering ourselves, remembering our breath. Oh, I love that. Oh my God, we are connecting on so many um, levels. I, I practice um, yoga myself and what you're talking about is intentional breathing. So this is the way we are given life. No one comes to us and say, do you want to be African-American? Do you want to live in the United States? Do you want to be a Republican? Do you want to be a male? You want to be female, whatever. No one asks us. We're just born into uh, wh whatever. We're given life. It's so precious. And to me, uh, what you're saying and what I'm hearing is we, first of all, have to give ourselves, the indigenous people on this planet, the immigrants from this planet, on, on, in this nation, uh, and the African-Americans in this nation, all of us, all of us have got to or should be able to reap the benefits of the plunder of this country, but we're not, you know, because let's be honest, this country started out with these great grandiose words about the constitution, everybody's free and equal, blah, blah, blah. But it did not apply to the majority of the people on this continent. And so, I'm, I mean, I know I'm expanding it, but I, I, I just wanted to say, I think that what you're saying about, um, First of all, the fact that we all survive, the fact that African-Americans live in this country shows that we are resilient. It shows that we have capacity to survive. It shows that we have knowledge and we've been able to withstand some of the worst treatment in the history of this country on a whole people ever, except for the indigenous people who uh, were stewarding this land when the European colonists came to steal it. And so, 
our resilience in the past is important to us. I want us all to, I think, reflect on the fact that we are here now. So we've done things to survive now. We have the knowledge, the ability, the skill to survive. And all of the work that y'all are doing is helping reminding us of that. The earth provides what we need to survive. The earth will, if we steward and love the earth, is one with us. And I love that everything that y'all are doing confirms that, at least for me. So I wanted to say right away, I want the, I would like y'all to give information on how people can connect with EFAM and how um, they can support you. Because this is why we're, we're on the air right now. This is why we're doing this interview, this segment. This is why we are uh, promoting and exposing people to what's out there so they know that there are resources that can help them get through not only this period that we're in, but to survive and to let, let the next generation survive and give them the tools, the medicine, the connection to the earth, clean air if we can get it, clean water if we can get it, um, to keep us going, because those are the things that we need, that and love. <laughs> and I think um, your organization and the work that you're doing reflects those aspirations. And I want to thank you for the work you're doing. I want to thank you for sharing with us right now. And anything you want to share with our audience in terms of how they can promote your work, how they can support your work, how they can get uh, contact with you, any events that are coming up or anything that they should know about EFAM right now? Yes, yeah. Well, one, they can go to essentialfam.org, www.essentialfam.org. We also add essential.fam on Instagram. Come through and, and volunteer. I mean, the best remedy for feeling disempowered by a process that's really kind of you know, we, we, we want to make this process empowering as possible and say that, wow, this, this is really going to make an impact in, in the lives of, of people in our country. But, you know, it's some degree, we have to note that there's nothing, there's no better voting than, than the left foot, right foot, the hand, you know, moving the soil, moving towards someone else, being in service. So that's going to really be like a healing point for folks. So come through and, and hit us up, hit us up online, come through, volunteer. Um, again, essentialfam.org or on essential.fam on Instagram. We're there maybe two or three times a week in the kitchen, juicing, making smoothies, and then there's distribution opportunities as well. And there's other opportunities for event production. So if people are feeling the blues about like, you know, whatever your political affiliation is or what's what's happening around um, the election, you know, the remedy could be that that Dharma walk, just this, just walking that, putting your energy exactly where your values are and come and serve the community. And thank you so much. And I just want to say that I appreciate all of uh, both of you uh, both of y'all participation and giving us the time and sharing with us. So Chill, I'd like to ask you if you had five things that you would ask people to grow either in pots, in, um, in their garden, on their patio, in a window box or whatever that would promote uh, strength, resilience and immunity, what would they be? 
Well, I would say, um, first of all, I'd say go plant a lemon tree um, because mm. lemons are just such an amazing, amazing, beautiful medicine. So mm. if it's in your home or wherever, go plant a lemon tree. Um, you know, they help, bring, as we know, for their vitamin C, uh, but they also help reduce blood pressure, reduce blood sugar. Um, they're cleaning and antiseptic. So lemons are great. And we always, always, always need lemons um, to make our juice. Um, so again, if you have a lemon tree in your backyard, um, please do hit us up at essential.fam um, on all those platforms. Um, all right, next I would say, um, you know, calendula is such a loving and beautiful plant. It helps clean our lymph system. Uh, the lymphatic system is the uh, immune system of the body. And, and these flowers are bright yellow, bright orange. And so they have that solar energy um, really transmitting hope. Um, they're also great. You know, you can use the salve to uh, get rid of a bruise or, or heal the body in that way. Um, you know, I would, I would say a traditional um, rosemary plant. And rosemary loves this climate. I'm sure, you know, folks on uh, in Radio Landia have seen it growing everywhere from their backyard, um, you know, to the side of the freeway. That is a medicine. Rosemary used to be burned in hospitals um, to cleanse and clear the air, can be sprayed down. Um, so you can make that into an herbal steam. Um, it's got antiseptic, antibacterial properties as well, um, antiviral. So that and a little tea of that as well really can go a long way. Um, the same thing for, for oregano. Um, oregano is another one that is, you know, so overlooked. You, we think of it just as, you know, sprinkling on your pizza, um, but it's, it's a really accessible and beautiful plant um, that people can work with um, and helps with digestion. Um, it can help if you if you have feel an infection coming on to really push that out, um, you know. And then and then I would also say something like um, you know I I really like to encourage people to grow uh, tobacco. Um, and the pharmaceutical companies out there might have a a word or two or a thing to think about that, but. Um, People on this continent have used tobacco to pray um, for, you know, since since we were here, since we existed. And so to grow your own tobacco or grow your own sage, um, things that you can use to be in connection to the ancestors and to honor the land. Uh, before I pick any plant, I like to um, lay down an offering of tobacco or some a song um, my hair, some prayer and thanks. So to honor all those other plants that you're growing, grow some tobacco or grow your own sage, um, instead of going out and buying it and, and, you know, having the production. So those are the ones I would, I would recommend. And I would also say to just be in connection to both our, our, you know, human ancestors, but our plant sisters, um, yes. and, and keep that web going. Absolutely. We're one. We're one planet. Every insect, every microorganism, every plant, every tree, every blade of grass, every human, every animal. <sighs> I love that we're doing this. So the only thing, thank you for that. The only thing I would add to those, to that list was to grow, well, three things, garlic, onions, and ginger. Lemon is essential. I agree. 
I drink lemon every single day in my tea. And so I think um, we, we, there is ancient wisdom in the earth. The earth has, has sustained us for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. We just have to trust that. We have to learn what, what the earth is offering. We have to share what we know. We have to promote and propagate, I think, what the earth has to offer for us for sustenance, to sustain our lives, to continue, and to protect the planet. Because without the planet, ain't no sense of breathing air or drinking water or eating food if, if the planet is sick. And the planet is sick, I think, right now, both emotionally, spiritually, and physically in terms of how we've polluted the earth, how we've slaughtered animals to eat, how we've polluted the water system, how we've come up with chemicals to pollute the air and the water and the land. And so we're as, we as humans, I think, are responsible, which the indigenous people knew and have known is, is historic knowledge and skill of protecting the earth. Without protection of the earth, we do not exist. And I have to say to all, to both of you, the work that you're doing is so appreciated and essential. And I, I thank you so much for spending your time with us. I encourage you to keep working. I want to encourage everybody who's listening to this, support this work, support these people, support the idea that we have control over our health and our well-being and and our resilience and our ability to survive the worst situations. I mean, think about where we are now with COVID. Um, so many things, particularly the immune system, are affected by the food that we eat. So I wanna thank you. I really appreciate this whole time and learning from both of you. And I wanna encourage you to keep going and please ask for support when you can come back to us Anything we can do to promote your work, we really, really appreciate it. Not just now, because we're in a crisis time, but just in general, the maintenance of our survival in this country as as community who lacks resources. I don't call us a poor community. Our community are denied resources. And we can't call ourselves poor. We're not poor. We're rich in culture. We're rich in history. We're rich in resources. We're rich in resilience and reliance on ourselves. But we've been denied um, the natural resources of the planet by capitalism and the, the uh, I don't know, I'll come up with it later. But anyway, thank y'all. Thank you so much, Joy. Thank you both so much. You really you. are essential. We talk about what's essential on the planet. You guys are, and what you're doing is essential. And I appreciate it more than I can say. Thank you. Thank you so much.